Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. On from 1 till 4, then uh, download the podcast after 4 o'clock. Uh, listen to what you missed. A lot of good stuff in the first hour. So if you missed it, uh, you download the podcast on the iHeartRadio app, uh, John Cobalt Show. John Cobalt Show on Demand is the full title. I mean, you'll figure it out. Uh, Ghoul Pool 2023. Winners will be announced in an hour. So be here right at 3 o'clock. And uh, we'll go through the list of winners. We'll also set up for 2024. You'll be A few of you will be able to call in. And we'll put you on the air and you give us your nominations. Uh, Steve Gregory. In the studio. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year. Are you going to be a happier guy this year? Are you going to be in a better mood? Screw up my success. <laughs> what do you think they pay me for? I just thought I'd I'm going to come on and do, do happy stuff? <laughs> I don't you wouldn't listen to that. You know what? I would love for you to fill in for Neil Saavedra's show for a couple of weeks and do food. Oh, I thought maybe for Jesus. Oh, God, I could, no. I could do the Satan show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think he, Satan needs equal time here. <laughs> um, yeah, the food show. <laughs> How much do people want to hear about cheeseburgers? I was going to say, it'll be ground beef for three hours. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. At the border, uh, they cracked 300,000 illegal immigrants for the month of December. Uh that is a new monthly record. Yeah. In uh, fact, my sources are saying 302,000. 302,000. Yeah. Now, that is, they've actually stopped 302,000 people and gotten their names. And yes, they have processed 302,000 people between the ports of entry uh, going from San Diego sector to the west all the way out to the Rio Grande sector in Texas. 
That's a hell of a database, huh? Yeah. And it, it, and it's millions of people for the year, right? They're, they must be over 2 million, close to 3 million by yeah. now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, astronom astronomical. And of that, 127,000, just, and we're talking the first 28 days of December, not even the full month, because they were averaging a little over 9,000 a day. So the first 28 days of December, they processed 127,000 single adult migrants. 12,000 unaccompanied children. 12,000. 12,000. So families are just sending their kids out by themselves, and uh, these mostly teenagers, or there's some little kids? They're all juveniles. It's a mix. It's all juveniles. And then we can get a little deep dive in a second there. And then another 96,000 were actually family units, parents and their children uh -huh. together. So processed means they've, what? They've, well, they, processed. They, 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 the uh, been agent documented. fills out a form? Yeah, they've just been documented. Doesn't mean they've got ID, because remember, that's been one of the biggest problems all along here, especially with the unaccompanied minors. There's no identification. There's no database that they're coming from, and there's no sharing of databases between the United States and Venezuela and, and Nicaragua and, and other central and southern you know, parts of or South America and Central America. So sharing of after databases. the form gets filled out, then what? Well, it depends. If um, they, for some reason, pop up on some sort of a criminal database, then they would be treated as a criminal alien, and they would be remanded into some sort of custody, whether it's a you know a murder charge, a rape charge, or a well, theft charge. Do the charge. criminals give their real names? Well, here's the thing. So that they also process by fingerprint. Oh, I see. Yeah, so they'll do biometrics as well, um, especially with the... Single men, you know. I was going to say, adult men. you got to zone in yeah. on that. So single young adult men because you're going to get a bigger hit rate. And but here's the problem that's been going on over these the last few years, and that's the uh, the unusually high number of what they call OTMs, other than Mexican. Uh, these are people coming in from other countries, and the number of migrants coming in from Asia, middle and the Middle East has grown exponentially over just the last three years. And that's the thing that everyone's really cognizant about. Well, is we're not talking about, I mean, we get very few people from Mexico anymore. Yeah, I know. It's overwhelmingly, I think, like, read 160 countries, mm -hmm. uh, roughly. All right, so let's say you have a, a real terrorist guy, real bad guy, and he, he, he gives a fake name. His fingerprint's not in the database. He's been doing his bad stuff out in the Middle East somewhere. I mean, is anybody well, trying the, to do a, a, any kind of a? If, how do you do a background check on 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 hundreds of thousands of people the a only, month? The only crime that was committed is that you crossed into the United States illegally. That's a misdemeanor. Yeah, which so is nothing. All you're going to get is a site and release, and a court date, and then you don't show up for the court date right. anyway. And then we don't have enough agents for interior enforcement to begin with. Right. So I, I wonder why they even bother. Why do they even process? I, I, it's it's amazing they go through all this paperwork and all this processing when these people, most of them are never going to never going to formally apply for asylum. The criminals are going to disappear into their criminal uh, syndicates. What, what it, it, I, I can't imagine how frustrated the Border Patrol agents are. Oh, I mean, their morale continues to be at an all time low. Um, I mean, and the, the sources I have in Border Patrol just it, I mean, you talk to them and they sound tired. They sound frustrated overworked, understaffed. Um, here's a number for you if you want to do the math. Right now, there are just under 800 immigration judges in the United States trying to process over 3 million pending cases. That's impossible.
Yeah. All this is impossible. The that's numbers why, are so enormous. The whole thing is futile. That's why they say that the average wait to get in front of an immigration judge is five years. And most people, vast majority, uh, fail their asylum test, right? I oh, mean, yeah. yeah oh, the yeah. judge says no, no oh, asylum. Because yeah, yeah. you can't come here for economic uh, reasons. That's not Poverty is not an asylum criteria. Yeah, most people don't understand that. I hear people say all the time, oh, they're, you know, they're just poor looking for work. It's like that's not a legal criteria for asylum. You have to really be persecuted by the government or really uh, be living under the threat of violence. It's got to be something. So last time that I was down at the border, I was covering that. Well, I was down there covering the, the COVID restrictions at that time. Uh, and then the people from Russia and Ukraine trying to get in from, from you know, the San Ysidro port of entry. But um, if you remember correctly, one of the last times I went down there is when that caravan came up. Remember mm -hmm. that big caravan? By the way, there is a caravan en route. Uh, it's not estimated when it'll be here yet, but it left on New Year's, or excuse me, Christmas Eve, departed with tens, uh, tens of thousands. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's on its way. So we, we'll probably be down there when they get there again. But And the cartels organize a caravan like that? The cartels are a travel agency. Yeah, oh, they're the travel agency, and and here's the thing: we could get in a deep dive on the kids, just the just what the kids go through alone, and how some of those kids are brought in here. Their parents pay the money for the kid to come in, and the, a lot of these kids are turned into sex slaves and turned into work slaves, and then they notify the families like, well, you know, you're not going to get your kid back now. They got to work off an additional fee. So then those juveniles, a lot of young girls, for instance, are put into the sex trade almost immediately. And everybody knows this is happening. Everybody who's responsible for this sure. in government knows this is happening, right. that we're, we're aiding the drug cartels into providing well, young girls as sex slaves. That's why. I, I, it's just astonishing that nobody in government wants to stop any of this. That's why some of the politicians in the GOP were accusing the Biden administration of being human traffickers, sex traffickers. Because well, yeah. they're allowing this to happen. I wanted to get back to the other thing, too, on the asylum thing. Uh, when we I was down there at the caravan the last time, I had met uh, a group of about 200 LGBTQ people that all claimed they were being persecuted because of their sexuality. So now that's become a faction of these caravans now. A great many of them are starting to claim that they're in the well, LGBTQ community. And they may not be, but it gives them some kind of special protection. Yeah, so because they've realized now, because what happens is the cartel's very smart about this. Uh, they know exactly how to counsel these people to spend the money to come mm -hmm. up. And they know now, because of the way policies are, that when they reach the border, all they, they a lot of them don't try to run anymore. They just show up and they actually wave down the border agents because they know the treatment they're about to receive. Why, why do you think, and this is not a political question, why is the government in bed with the drug cartels. Why are they helping enable the drug cartels to make billions of dollars and engaging in all sorts of the, all sorts of the worst trafficking crimes? It seems like they they're, have no interest in taking on the cartels and no way slowing them down. And after a while, you start thinking really dark thoughts about what's really going on here. Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, when I sat down with the head of the DEA here in Los Angeles and Bill Bodner, and, you know, we talked to him, and when you talk to someone like that, he is absolutely 110% focused on putting a stop to this because just of the fentanyl crisis alone. Mm -hmm. But politically, we don't put the money and resources into fighting that drug, that, that artery that comes up. You know, but that's a choice. We it, choose not to take on the drug cartels. Why 
are we making that choice as as a government? Why are they in bed and enabling drug cartels well, first to do of all, all this evil? Cartels operate here in the United States, especially here in the L.A. area. So our local jurisdiction fights it head on when they when they can. But the cartels and their root organizations are in a foreign country. We have no rights or jurisdiction to go down there and fight the cartels head on. We have to work with the government down there. And that government down there doesn't really want to go after them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we've done all kinds of dirty undercover shady, operations shady around the world. That's what the CIA is for. Yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you about that. I mean, because I'm, I'm with you. I mean, we have it is so some bad, of the most, though. We have some of the most sophisticated uh, minds and law enforcement strategy, military strategy on the face of the earth. And we can't, for some reason, we can't take out this these operations like this, you know, any of these yeah, major uh, mob organizations. Some, I don't, I, I don't, sometimes I wonder, are, are U.S. officials getting a cut of the uh, proceeds? Are, are, really, are U.S. officials getting paid off by the drug cartels not to engage? Well, it, We've got ways of punishing Mexico if we want to economically. Yeah, but politically, that's not favorable. Politically, it's not favorable to... To who? punish Mexico for anything. Remember, we can't do anything with commerce down there at the border. We can't do anything to halt commerce down there or any sanctions of what whatsoever because they're one of our allies. And and threatening sanctions against them for drug cartels, that ain't going to work. I know, but I mean, the fentanyl alone is killing well, like 70,000 people a year. I will only tell you this because, you know, I don't, I don't talk politics, but I will tell you that the current climate in the administration is a hands-off approach with, that, yeah. with the government of Mexico. All right. Very good, Steve. Thank you. You got very it, Very much. Um, we'll talk more coming up. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio, one till four after four o'clock, John Kobelt show on demand on the iHeart app. Moist line, uh, we got to do a rush on the moist line. Short week, it's already Tuesday. 877-MOIST-86, uh, 877-MOIST-86, uh, leave your thoughts. Uh, if you can't follow the letters on a phone, it's 877-664-7886. 877-664-7886. Just had Steve Gregor on to talk about the border. I, I, you know, I, this, is, this is just absolutely shocking because you, you have politicians in both parties now screaming at this administration to close the border. And they know how to close the border. We already have, you don't have to write a single new law. They know how to close the border. It, it's obvious common sense. This is all done on purpose. It's kind of a waste of time to, uh, for politicians to say that uh, Biden is incompetent, that they're failing at their duty, blah, 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 blah. No, this is their decision. They want to flood the nation with illegal immigrants. And this, this, is, this is an executive decision by the remnants of Joe Biden Powered mainly by, powered mainly by, these these left wing, progressive fanatic cult members, uh, who think it's their moral duty to bring in millions of poor people in a very short time. There's nowhere to put them. Uh, you see, in New York City, they're spending about four hundred dollars a day per illegal alien, and and they've got, I don't know, well over 100,000, maybe closer to 200,000 by now. There's no rooms for them. There's no room in the schools for the kids. There's no housing for them. Uh, unaccompanied minors, you heard Steve talk about the huge number of unaccompanied minors. They, they, 
there's a, they, there's 800 judges, as he said, and there's a backlog of 3 million pending cases. So each judge would have to uh, go through 4,500 cases. And then, you know, by next year, you know, Biden's going to be around at least another year. That could be another 3 million people. So that'll be another 4,500 cases per judge. This is all intentional. And both parties are screaming at him. The mayors are, are beside themselves. Of course, the mayors are so full of it because they declared themselves sanctuary cities. Uh, the, the mayor of New York, this boob Eric Adams, he's trying to uh, ban the buses from Texas from entering New York City. So now the Texas buses are stopping in New Jersey and dumping the illegals out there because New Jersey is sanctuary state as well. And all this is going to hurt the people who live in the poor neighborhoods the most. I, I, I mean, it shows you that, you know, the, the Democratic leaders in these cities and states, they don't care about what happens in poor neighborhoods. You're going to get a flood of illegal immigrant children who can't speak English, who are going to be in all the classrooms now. Not to, not to mention, I mean, the criminals, the, the, I, I don't know, so many different categories are so outrageous. The girls who are getting sold into sex slavery, why is the U.S. government partnering with the Mexican drug cartels to bring in young girls from all over the world when everyone knows they're going to be sold into sex slavery? What, 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 and, and no, nobody objects? You know, for all the moral scolding that goes on in this country, in our culture, over any number of things, here you have a huge whopper, literally thousands of girls sold into sex slavery with the cooperation of our government and the Mexican drug cartels and the Mexican government. And everybody knows what's going on. Nothing is stopped. What's the real story behind this? There's got to be another story behind this. And no matter how many politicians scream from both parties at the Biden administration, they just keep going on and on, letting this occur like it's never occurred in the history of the nation. It's just, uh, it's just astonishing. Most of these people don't qualify for asylum. So I'm sick of hearing the boo-hoo stories. Oh, they're poor. They just want to work. Eventually, there's nowhere for them to work. We don't have that many open jobs in the country. Where are they going to work? The unemployment rate's like 3%. What, are they going to take away jobs from other legal immigrants at, at, the, uh, at the minimum wage level? I mean, most of the people working the minimum wage jobs in the service industry, they're, they're, there are no job openings there. You're going to take in these people and pay them even less money, cash under the table. I don't, I, this, this, this doesn't help anybody. This is a disaster for everybody. And yet it goes on. We get the same report every day. It's, it's a Groundhog Day situation. One day, the story, oh, and the terrorists... How could you not end up with some tragic terrorist attack when you're letting in terrorists from, I mean, Russians, Middle Easterners, everybody's coming in. They're coming here to do damage on purpose it, because you don't even have to come with ID. They, if you come without ID, it's no issue. I don't know. I, I don't know what this is about. There's some, there's something else going on. We come back. This is one of my uh, favorite recurring segments to do. Uh, increasingly, writers, even pro-electric car writers, are writing about what it's like to take a long drive 
uh, with an electric car and are unable to find anywhere to charge it. And this was by a guy in Motor Trend magazine. All right, Motor Trend, this this is a car geek. This is uh, a guy who uh, does uh, pom-poms for electric vehicles. And we've got a story from him. Uh, his name is Christian Sebaugh. And he had to go on an emergency trip with his wife to Sacramento. He's got to drive 600 miles, I guess, from down here in Southern California to Sacramento. And you wouldn't believe how difficult it was to get there because he had an electric Ford F-150 Lightning pickup truck. The headline has the word nightmare in it. And I don't know how long this scam is going to go on, this electric car scam, because there's nowhere to charge these things. And wait till you hear this story. It's, it's, it's actually hysterical. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. 
You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio one to four, after four o'clock, you go uh, that podcast, get in the habit. John Cobalt show on demand on the iHeart app. All right, this is, uh, oh, after three o'clock, Ray Lopez will be in here. Uh, Ghoulpool, who are the winners in Ghoulpool 2023? How many went three for three? How many went two for three? Who are the leading selections who did not die? If you don't know Goopool, we're going to explain it all, and you could enter. Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've been doing it for many years. That's coming up after 3 o'clock. It's almost like a national holiday. Uh, this, I love this story. Motor Trend Magazine, obviously, if you're a car geek, this is this is a, a, a big uh, publication. And, um, you know, they've been pushing and testing and promoting all the electric vehicles and one of the riders, Christian Seabaugh, big, big fan of electric vehicles. And he's got a uh, Ford F-150 Lightning pickup truck, okay? And uh, we did a story by another rider about the Lightning pickup truck. You've probably seen the commercials for it. And, you know, it shows the car, these, these cars, uh, yeah, the commercials, they go speeding along, handling all kinds of uh, mountain roads or rough roads or flying down the highway. It all looks glorious. You know, it doesn't make any noise and just looks so glamorous. Boy, you're not going to believe this story. Christian Seabaugh has a family emergency. He's got to drive from Southern California to Sacramento. This happened on a Labor Day afternoon. Family emergency 600 miles away. He and his wife grabbed their suitcases, stuffed them with clothes, and then jumped into the Ford Lightning EV pickup. Imagine it was some kind of health emergency, although he doesn't say specifically in the story. Now, this is how frustrating, I, from beginning to end in this article, and I will not read the whole thing, but it's, it's all good. From beginning to end, everything looks irritating about this. Because I sit here and I try, okay, for the, for the purpose of reading this story, I'm going to have an open mind. Maybe these things are really fun, really cool, and maybe I, too, can help save the planet. Well, first, he says, you got to take 20 minutes route planning. Ford has an app, and there are independent apps like PlugShare. And you have to spend 20 minutes plotting your route so you find the proper charging stations. And that if you don't do that, you'll probably lose 40 minutes looking for them. So that's your choice. Waste 40 minutes looking for a charging station or 20 minutes planning to find the charging station. This is a simple trip, mostly up Interstate 5 from here to Sacramento. Now, he says one annoying thing is you have to go about 70 miles an hour. That's the sweet spot. And that's that's the fastest you can go and still get a good range. If you go uh, more or less than 70, and 70's not that fast. Oh, I just went up the up the uh, up the 15, uh, driving to Utah uh, over the weekend. And uh, you know, everybody's going 80, 90 miles an hour. You go 70, you're gonna be run off the road into a ditch. But that's the best you can do if you want to keep maximum range. So he started with a 93% charge, and he's got a range of 287 miles. 
And he was going to stop twice up Interstate 5. Each stop was expected to be 45 minutes. Now, right there, I'm thinking, okay, you have to waste 20 minutes on your app plotting where you're going to stop. You then make two stops at two charging stations, 45 minutes each. That's 90 minutes for the stops plus the 20 minutes staring at the apps. Now you're looking at two extra hours added to your trip. Two. Because <clears throat> when we were driving to Utah, I timed it. I could fill up a 16-gallon tank in about five minutes. He says that he's never, only twice has his pickup gotten more than 200 miles on a charge. It says on the screen that you're going to get 287 miles. In reality, that never happens. You rarely get over 200. So he locked in cruise control at 70 miles an hour and finally gets to Harris Ranch in Coalinga. That's where the first charging station is. There are six chargers. When he gets to Harris Ranch, two of the chargers were occupied. Hmm. A third one was offline. A fourth one said, charger unavailable. The final two, chargers number five and six, appeared to be online, but neither one worked. Now, he's down to 37 miles of range. He's down to a 14% charge. He's got six chargers in front of him. Four are broken. The other two are occupied, and these people need an hour to charge their cars. And there's no other option. What are you going to do? So he calls the company who runs the charging station. They call themselves Electrify America. He gets put on hold for 10 minutes. He gets an agent on the line, explains the issue. And she says, oh, the Harris Ranch chargers, they're tagged for maintenance. Tagged for maintenance. That means they're broken. They don't work. She apologized for the trouble. Don't you love that when customer service reps profusely apologize repeatedly? What do they care? You know, they're sitting in an office in the Philippines getting paid uh, some kind of slave wage to say, I apologize. I understand. I hear you. That's what they say. I hear you. I understand your frustration. I'm really sorry this happened. No, they're not sorry. The company was sorry. They, would, they wouldn't have broken charges everywhere. So then he goes back to the charging app map, and he finds that there's another charging station on the other side of the freeway, but these are slow chargers. There's one tower open there. That charger was down too. So he goes back to the first set of six chargers and got in line behind a BMW. Had to wait another 20 minutes. Then he plugs in. It's a really low rate, and it looks like he's not going to get to Sacramento till 2 in the morning. He's on this charger for an hour. He's only got two-thirds of a charge and about 180 miles of range. He decides to get back on the road, and he'll stop at another charging station 100 miles away. 
And there they found a, uh, a working one, but they realized they were going to be in so late, they're going to have to stop at a hotel. Now, remember, this is an, a, an emergency. This is like a health emergency situation. They have to go and see family. They can't get there. They can't get there because all the chargers are broken. And if they're not broken, they're really, really slow. Finally, they surrendered, went to a hotel, plugged in to a hotel charger so they could sleep for a few hours and then wake up with a full charge. Now, who in their right minds would go on a trip like this? This is just to get to Sacramento. I'm reading this and I'm saying, if I hear one more electric vehicle commercial, one more activist, one more politician, one more anybody say, burp out one more word about electric vehicles, F and U. the hell wants to go through this? This is nonsense. This is complete nonsense. How did, how did they forget the charging stations? How did they forget the fast charging stations? And this is in Motor Trend magazine which has been a leading cheerleader for this EV revolution. This is all a load of crap. And now it's 2024. We are 11 years away from a Governor Newsom mandate that every car sold be electric. Well, they better have a really good 11 years developing the, uh, developing the technology. Because you remember what we told you uh, a couple of weeks ago, Joe Biden, two years ago, Gave out $2 billion for electric, electric charging network across the country. Not one has been built in two years. Not one. So 11 years isn't that long. And right now they are uh, at a pace of building zero a year for the federal network. More coming up. And John Cobelt show. And we're going to do uh, Google 2023 after uh, Deborah's 3 o'clock news. And uh, she's got news right now. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. On from 1 until 4 after 4 o'clock, John Kobelt show on demand. We've got, uh, we've got uh, Gold Pool 2023, the results coming up in just minutes. And uh, Ray Lopez is going to be here. Uh, we're going to tell you who won. Some people picked three for three. A lot of people picked two out of three. And uh, it looked like it was just a bumper crop of people in their 90s dying. And that provided uh, more winners than I can remember in a while. For, for those of you who just pick, uh, who pick the, the, uh, the oldest on the list. Uh, we'll give you all the details coming up. Um, this, this, is hard to, this is hard to believe. But I, we got some audio that proves it's true. You know, one of the worst mayors, uh, you, you think, if you think uh, Karen Bass is bad, one of the worst mayors in the country is Brandon Johnson, mayor of Chicago. Um, it, uh, he, he's the one who declared Chicago a sanctuary city, and now he's squealing like a pig ever since because uh, so many illegal aliens have migrated to Chicago, uh, either through Texas buses or otherwise. And he's, he's whining and complaining. And, and, of course, crime is really, really bad. You think crime's bad here? Oh, my God. Chicago's an absolute war zone. It's like being in Gaza. It's just crazy bad. Um, and there's a lot of poverty. And he's decided that uh, the reason for the poverty is that uh, he is, he's, he's admitting that uh, uh, 
uh, in Chicago, a lot of the crime is uh, being committed by uh, young black men. But what they need is reparations. And he actually went on national television to make his case saying that paying reparations will reduce the crime rate. Here he is, uh, Brandon Johnson, Chicago mayor on CNN. We have stood up an, an entire office dedicated to reentry. So individuals who are returning to our communities who have been incarcerated because of failed policies, uh, we'll have a welcoming space for them. I've added a, a half a million dollars for restoration and reparations to address, again, the cycle of violence, which looks like school closings, closing of mental health facilities, of which I've invested in now. You know, he's saying that if you pay criminals money, they'll stop committing crimes. They've done research on this. It doesn't work. You commit crimes because you're a bad person. Because some criminals make a lot of money stealing. And they keep on stealing. It's never, they're as greedy as anybody else. And in Chicago, you can steal and get away with it, just like in Los Angeles, you can steal and get away with it. If you, you get away committing an act with, with, with profits, you're going to keep committing those acts. See, it's simple. George Leaf wrote a piece about this in the National Review. Um, and uh, there's another writer named Hans Bader. And here are things that are just absolutely true. There's no connection between poverty and crime. You give people money, lots of money like that, it has no effect on their behavior because they're bad people. Finally, paying money based on race is unconstitutional. So if he actually implements this program, it'll get thrown out. Somebody else will get thrown out in court because you can't give money just because somebody's skin color is one hue or another. That's just not legal. But Hans Bader points out in his writing, and you should write this down anytime this subject ever comes up. There is one roadmap out of poverty or one roadmap to not fall into poverty. This works for people of any race. Okay, white, black, Asian, any ethnicity, Hispanic, you name it. This is 100% will work. You will avoid poverty if you do the following things. And this is from a black economist named Walter Williams. Simple. Number one, complete high school. Number two, get a job. Any kind of job. Number three, get married before you have children. Number four, don't break any laws. Be a law-abiding citizen. You got that? So you complete high school, you get any kind of a job, you get married before having kids, and you don't break any laws. Do those four things among both black Americans and white Americans the poverty rate for people who check those four boxes in the single digits. If you don't do those four things, you're much more likely to become poor, whether you're black or white, and you're much more likely to turn to a life of crime, whether you're black or white. Your color has nothing to do with it. Reparations has nothing to do with it. It has to do whether you complete high school, you get a job, get married before kids, don't break any laws.
Those are the only four things you have to teach your kid if the only thing you want to do is keep your kid from being in poverty. Like, do you know anybody who's checked those four boxes who's in poverty? No. Look at the people in poverty. Odds are they didn't check those four boxes. This is the key to life. It's not that complicated. It really isn't. But there are so many hucksters who will tell you otherwise. All right. The excitement builds. Uh, cool pool 2023. We've got a list of people who went three for three on their celebrity death picks. I don't think we've ever had so many correct answers. I mean, many years, we no one picked three for three. Uh, but this year, we had a lot. And uh, we uh, also have uh, some of the top choices for 2024 based on uh, how often they were picked in 2023 and they did not die. So we'll give you a list of top prospects, too. And we'll take some of your calls as well. And uh, you could uh, give us your predictions live on the air. Although, you know, most everybody's going to go to KFIAM640.com, the John Cobell page, and enter uh, enter there. That's where you could uh, get the ballot online. Deborah Mark has the news live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.